calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Episode 469. The Drabblecast is an audio fiction magazine that brings strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners, such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. This week on the show, strange dating. And trust me, as someone currently trying to do it again myself, all dating is strange as f**k. So this week on the show, just dating. Do you like dating? Don't lie. You hate that shit. It's an unpleasant precursor that you have to trudge through on your way to both downtown pound town and not dying sad and alone town. What do you think the most impressive thing about you is? Your butt? Your mole? Your position on some corporate ladder? Your sense of smell? Your sense of humor? Well, maybe. I don't know. Probably. But probably not as much as you think. That doesn't mean your sniffer isn't great or your mole isn't as sexy as you think it is. It's exactly as sexy as you think it is. As you think it is. But this isn't about you, sucka. No, you've already got you. You don't have to worry about impressing yourself because you already know how much you suck and how awesome you are still despite it somehow. The stuff this other set of eyeballs with a different name sitting across the table from you sees when they see it is what they see, seen the way they see it, which... Who knows what that is? Nobody, literally nobody knows what that person's thinking or what's going on there. Hell, for all you or anyone knows, they're a complete psychopath and and maybe you don't want to know. Eh, you probably want to know. Point is, it's nigh impossible to accurately gauge your own looks or personality. And a lot of times, qualities that actually interest other people can sometimes be very different than we think. And it's in this crazy setting that you both hope to at least make a pretty good impression no matter what, but hopefully an even better impression than maybe you deserve. Because building a relationship is often what you expect the end game to look like. Or like a big heist or something. I don't know. And here's the rub though. As much as dating sucks, and as much as we can't wait to just find someone who's cool enough to put up with us and vice versa, so we can put an end to all this madness of let's meet here and hang out even though I can't know your potentially psychopathic thoughts, even when you find that person, you are not yet free. 
You will never be free. Dating never ends. Not if you want to keep your relationship. A date is nothing more or nothing less than an excuse to spend time with someone. And if you ever stop doing that, chances are said someone won't stick around. I mean years into a marriage when you start getting complacent and forget that a conversation over a glass of OJ in a hot pocket when the kids are finally asleep is just as important as a hip dinner at a tapas restaurant. It never stops being just two people that may or may not be psychopaths interested in each other, getting to know one another, and seeing where it takes them. Dating is the whole thing. Dating is all of it. Dating is everything. So I guess that's good. Yay. And it's in that spirit we bring your story this week, Yummy Tummy by Chelsea Pumpkins. Chelsea's a writer from Massachusetts. She's constantly feeding her lifelong hunger for horror by way of dark literature and film. If she's not reading, writing, or watching something spooky, you might find her hiking in the White Mountains with her husband and sweet pit bull moose. You can read her stories in Strange House Anthology, Chromophobia, and the upcoming Sliced Up Press Anthology, Bloodless. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Chelsea Pumpkins. The story's a Drabblecast original, and it's read to you by Word Whore. The Word Whore. The one and only Word Whore. So without further ado, we bring you Yummy Tummy by Chelsea Pumpkins. Yummy Tummy by Chelsea Pumpkins. The bell over the door chimes as Aaron pushes it open and holds it for you. Welcome to Yummy Tummy, the smiling cashier says... Sorry, yogurt artist. You're surprised and skeptical that the blind date Jenny set you up on has taken you here for frozen yogurt. Jenny has high standards when it comes to guys, and those standards typically revolve around where they dine and how high their credit score is. If Jenny sets you up with cheap dates, what did she really think of you? Never mind, you're here now, and might as well make the best of it. It's not all bad. Aaron has a cute, crooked smile that curves around an elongated canine. Jenny jokingly called it his fang. His shirt is free of wrinkles, and his hair is cut into a sleek fade. And he did pick you up, out of the way and all. You could work with this. Besides, who doesn't like Froyo? He hands you an empty carton, a medium, safe choice. What flavor are you going to get? Ordering food, the first test of a first date. Dang, they're out of plasma today, he adds, before you can answer. You ever mix a few together? You ask. Does a bear shit in the woods? Aaron answers. Gross. At a dispenser, you pull the lever, labeled O, and watch the creamy red yogurt twist into the cup. You only fill it halfway, saving room for a second flavor. Aaron is still pacing in front of the options. You choose marrow for your second half. Classic combo, Aaron says, smiling at your cup. He stops in front of the semen lever and, after a speck of hesitation, pulls it heartily. He noticed your raised brow. I know, girly flavor, he says bashfully, but I can't deny it. It's delicious. Well, don't let me yuck your yum. You lick a bit of marrow slipping off the side of your cup. Up next, toppings. It's one of those places where you pay by weight, and you don't want to take advantage of Aaron's generosity. But you don't want to look like one of those girls who can't eat, either. 
You let him go first. He'll gauge from there. Let's see. Aaron is a narrator, clearly not an internal monologue type. You don't even need to browse the options now because he's reading them all to you. Wax sprinkles, butter fingernails, dermis flakes. Oh, scabs, I love these. He sprinkles two spoonfuls atop his creamy white dollop. He's not holding back. After the scabs, he goes back for a heaping mound of earwax sprinkles and then scoops out a huge serving of brain matter, dripping red-purple preserves all over the white counter in his effort. That'll make his cup heavy and expensive. Guess you don't need to be concerned. You go straight for your favorite, baby teeth. Places like this usually keep them near the end of the line and towards the back because they're expensive to stock, but they're also the most delicious topping they have. It's an inventory strategy, and it never tricks you. You know their deal. You worked summers as a sandwich designer at Club Play, their jingle eternally stuck in your head. Eat flesh. They're well-stocked at Yummy Tummy today. The bin is almost overflowing with a tasty rainbow of tiny chiclets, from pure white to dark purple. Your mouth waters, anticipating the satisfying crunch of the outer shell followed by the soft gelatinous core. Aaron is still going down the other end. He's dipping into the fecal crumbs now. While he's preoccupied, you rush another spoonful of baby teeth into your cup. You snap out of your ravenous reverie for a moment, a touch embarrassed by how hard you went. You can't put them back now. That would be disgusting. You shake your cup, sifting some of the teeth towards the bottom, hidden. Those will be nice and cold when you get to them. Aaron is almost done, and thank fuck because his cup is spilling all over the place. He's a literal kid in a candy shop right now, with a twinkle in his eye, and probably a chub in his pants. You use tiny tongues and pluck a few slices of candied tongue to garnish your creation, right in time. Oh, looking good, Aaron says, looking over your shoulder, his breath rusty and hot. He walks to the stand of sauces and leaves a tiny trail of dusty crumbs with every step. You're crawling out of your skin at the instinct to pick up after him. You hate his mess, and you hate that you want to clean it up. By the time you reach the bottles of fluids, he's already made a smorgasbord of it. So many oozing colors, you can't even tell what he chose. It smelled sweet, salty, and metallic all at once. You keep it simple and smoothly squeeze a drizzle of sputum, thick and yellow, across your frozen yogurt. Aaron reaches into the small covered bin on the counter with his fingers. Pretty pleased with an eyeball on top, he playfully places a jellied ball of vitreous humor atop your cup. You are mortified. You're balancing your cup with a handful of napkins and spatula disguised as a spoon as you approach the register. Together, the artist asks. Now nah, we'll pay separately, Aaron answers. He looks back at you and winks. Women's rights and all that. You nod at him, your mouth agape. What could you even say? Aaron pays for his own monstrosity, choosing no tip, of course, and leaves the counter to find a table. While she rings up your order, you check your phone. Jenny, how's it going? Text when you can. You type out a response. Girl, what the fuck? Am I being pranked? 
Aaron is halfway through his yogurt before you even sit down, and you're pretty certain half of that is plastered in his beard. He reaches across the table and lays his sticky hand on top of yours. I'm really glad Jenny set us up, he says, looking right into your eyes. You don't know how much longer you can fake it. You squeak out and, hmm, through pinched lips and pull your hand back. You push aside the eyeball you didn't want and dig into your tasty treat while Aaron breaks every first date conversation rule in the book. My ex and I used to come here every Tuesday. I'm on this cream for a fungal infection. You want kids, right? You almost wish he'd go get another cup because now that his hands aren't busy, he won't stop drumming them on the table, his stupid sticky index fingers with absolutely no rhythm. You're nearing the end of your cup, and the only saving grace in this moment are those cold baby teeth waiting for you at the bottom. You're so happy to see their shiny little edges, you actually smile at them. Aaron leans to see what you're looking at. Ooh, baby teeth, big spender. He laughs and plunges his spoon into your cup. He shovels your precious morsels into his mouth, dropping some onto the floor. He chews them right in your face, mouth open. The sight of his teeth crushing your teeth, the sweet smell of their spongy roots, it drives you over the edge. You shift the spatula spoon in your hand, haul back your arm, and plummet the utensil deep into Aaron's left eye. He's on the ground blood and viscous fluid running beneath his hands that try to hold his eye in place. Your spoon sticks out between his clasped fingers. You crouch above him and do him the courtesy of yanking it out. He wails. He reaches for your face. His seamed sticky fingers snatch the inside of your mouth and you bite hard. He rips his hand away, now two fingers short. Blood is flying like a rogue garden hose and Aaron is completely berserk in pain and shock. You dig his severed fingers out of your mouth. You're surprised they actually aren't all that bad under the skin. You toss his index finger, his drumstick, back at him. You sling your purse over your shoulder and start dialing for a cab on your phone. You walk straight out of Yummy Tummy, sucking the bloody stump of Aaron's middle finger. or if I want to throw up or what. I like it. The Travelcast is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution on commercial no derivatives license, which means don't change it, don't sell it, but feel free to share it all you like. Write us a review on iTunes, tell a friend, spread the weird. If you'd like to help support the Travelcast, keep her going. We rely on your support. You can join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash Travelcast. We have tiers there where there's bonus episodes and our print zine and all sorts of cool stuff, so check it out, patreon.com forward slash Travelcast. Our program is brought to you by Cameron Howard, Bo Kyer, Tom Baker, Bart Epstein, Sean Gentry, Jocelyn Gerwig, Melissa Knight, Audrey Kozial, Lydia Moon, Nicole Neely, Joseph Petrus, Wiley Scott, a manatee with a plan, you see, and yours truly, Norm Sherman. Reminding you, I think your mole's hot.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.